0: Expose Art, Exposure Photography Festival, Pulse 95, live at Expo Center Sharjah.
1: Yes, we are live until 1 p.m. right here at Expo Center Sharjah. I'm aisha Mazmi, and with me are Rania Saadi and Hani Balqis. Now, since we started all the way back at 11 a.m., all we've heard is uh, Hani just being a big fanboy and him saying that he was on the verge of tears early in the morning.
2: Yes, indeed. Yes, we have today uh, the photographer Giles Dooley right here with us on air. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. I came in during the exhibition that started at 11 a.m. and I saw your exhibition and uh, you were talking about you're a war photographer and you were documenting the Syrian refugee crisis and uh, you talked about how you met three people that changed your life.
0: Well you know, the first thing is it's great to be here, thanks for having me. Um but I have to correct you. Oh. I'm not a war photographer. Yeah, yes. I'm also an anti-war photographer.
1: Hmm, interesting. You know,
0: I always describe myself not as a photographer, but an angry man with a camera. Amazing. And many years ago I watched the news, I saw what was happening in the world, and I said, I want to do something to change it. I want to use my photography, the power of telling stories to create change. So that's why I do the work that I do. But yeah, today it was great to share the stories of three powerful women. You know, I get to meet incredible people through my work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very easy for people at an amazing exhibition like this to ask photographers to be taught by them, to ask their advice. But I say the other way around, that actually what I like to share is the advice and the stories that have changed my life.
2: Mm interesting yes so what was the 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 point where you said hey i want to go and i want to document the syrian refugee crisis Is did something you saw on tv or or someone told you something or you saw a syrian refugee maybe back home you know i'd already been photographing war for 10
0: years when i was injured myself in in afghanistan i always say i had the worst day at work you could ever imagine um (laughs) i got blown up by an ied a landmine. Mm -hmm. i lost both my legs my arm Um, i spent one year in hospital I had 37 operations in that year. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, you know, we talk about lockdown at the moment. Mm-hmm. I spent 46 days in a coma where I can only communicate by blinking, <gasps> strapped to a bed. Now that's lockdown. You only have your mind. Wow. So that strengthened me. And I came out a much stronger man wow. at the end mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, about a week after I got injured, the Syrian war started. And I was watching on the news. And I was told I would never walk or work again. But 18 months after my injury, I'd learned to use prosthetic legs and work. And I knew the first story that I wanted to tell was of Syrians who had been injured like myself. So that's why I went to Lebanon. And for the last 10 years now, I've been documenting families there. I've seen their children grow. I've got to know them. Um, And yeah, that's 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 why I went. I went because I had to. You know, who could tell that story better than me?
1: And was that the moment where Mm -hmm. you'd said that I am an anti-war photographer?
0: No, I I was already an anti-war photographer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean the, the landmine and getting injured was because of my work. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already in Afghanistan because I was there against the war. Mm-hmm. So, my whole life has been a protest against war. You know, I want to remind people of the realities. You'll never see pictures of tanks, of explosions, of airplanes in my photographs. You will see families. Mm-hmm. You will see individuals. You know, one of the things I was talking about today is that actually I photograph love. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I see a grandmother with a baby. I see a mother feeding her child. I see a father on the floor doing lessons with his children. I see a couple holding hands and looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And so in the midst of hell, in the midst of the worst things you could imagine, what do I see? I see hope. I see resilience. I see love. And that's what wow,
1: I want to show the wow, world. Wow, wow, wow. I, I get what, I get what honey was about the, to start crying earlier because I'm about I'm to tear up myself. here. And, and just
3: listening to those words.
2: And when he transitioned, obviously I watched uh, his talk. Now uh, it was Khaloud and Jamal. Khaloud was uh, paralyzed from the mm. neck down and he was just showing a, a photograph how t- when he first reached there, which was in 2014, he took a picture and uh, Jamal was holding Khaloud's hand. And then 2016, uh, you came back there and you took a picture of him kissing her hand. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you said that you decided that you're not a war photographer, you're a love photographer. Exactly. Of, and you like to take pictures. of. And at that moment, I felt like I wanted to cry. And it was, it was very heart touching.
0: But you know what? I have, I have a better ending for the story for you. So after that time, when I went back and I, I re-photographed them, I then went to America and I worked with some people there. We did a crowdfunding campaign and we raised a quarter of a million dollars in space Mm. of one week. Wow. And we used that money to not just rehouse Khaloud, but many, many families, uh, Syrian families in Lebanon. Uh, Khaloud now is living in Holland. Um, I speak to her almost every day. Um, And the last exhibition I had in Europe, in Geneva, she came and she opened the exhibition. She spoke at the opening of the exhibition. And that is the power of photography. Wow, amazing.
3: Um, Can you take us through the art of examining a photo? Like, for example, a lot of people will say, I have a friend of mine yesterday, we were talking about this, and she's, I said, you should come and check out uh, Exposure. And she said, what's the point of coming looking at photos in a, uh, Expo Center? That's exactly what she said, what's the point? So that's kind of like um, not a deep uh, look at looking at photos. So how do we really examine in a very artistic way? What aspects do we look for? What features do we look for in a photo? in order for us to live in that photo?
0: You know, I'm not a big fan of of technical photography. Yeah. Um, I'm a very simple guy. I have an old camera that I've had 25 years, Mm -hmm. it still shoots on film, Mm -hmm. you know, it's worth probably $100. Mm -hmm. I'm very basic in the way I work. Mm -hmm. I always say to people, photography is very simple. Mm -hmm. You point a camera in the right direction and you press a button. Right. But it took me 40 years to work out which direction to point my camera. Mm. Nice. And for me, photography is all about the soul. It's about connecting. Mm -hmm. You know, when I meet somebody who I'm going to photograph, do you know what the first thing I do is? The first thing I say is, shall we cook together? Oh, I Mm. love that. And we sit, Mm -hmm. we cook, we eat together. There's a bond. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you build friendships? The difference between an acquaintance and a friend is when we've eaten together. Right. So I do this first. The last thing I do is finally I take my camera out. I take maybe one or two photographs and put it away. Right. Because if I have an hour to take your portrait, I will spend 55 minutes talking to you, Mm. eating with you, Mm. and five minutes taking a photograph. The hard part is the first part. So when I look at photographs, I look at them and I want to see that connection. I don't want to see technical brilliance. I don't want to look at it and go, how do they do it? I just want to see the love. Whether it be a landscape, whether it be a portrait, whether it be a sports photograph, it doesn't matter. I want to see that person's passion.
3: Is there any country in particular that you want to go to now, that you haven't been to? Home. (laughs) (laughs) No, like uh, in photographing-wise?
0: No, I mean, I've been everywhere. Um, I mean, in 2019, I was probably in 20 countries that year. I normally go to about 20, 30 countries a year. Um, My life is on the road. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I, I always say, I document, as we said, conflict and war. I'm probably the one photographer that wants to be out of work. Yeah. You know, I look forward <laughs> to the day when there's no work for me to do. And then I'll stay at home and I will cook and open a
2: little restaurant. Now, you're, you talk about how you're always on the road. Now, talking about the pandemic, how did 2020 go out for you as you're always on the road? Well, you know, obviously it was a big change. Um, but what was interesting, because as I say, I spent 46
0: days uh, where I was locked down, mm. where I had a tube in my throat. Yeah. My one remaining hand was in a cast, so I couldn't write. I could only communicate by blinking. Mm. And I learned very quickly that I had to control my own world. I had to take the power back. Mm-hmm. Because when you feel like you've lost control is when people get very stressed and panicky. And I think a lot of people, when this pandemic started, felt that same feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, Things they took for granted, going to work, seeing their friends, family, going out for a meal, was taken away from them. Yeah. And I had a lot of people call me and they said, Giles, I want to be more resilient. I want mm-hmm. to be like you, I want to be resilient. Mm-hmm. And I had a, maybe a challenging reply. I said, I don't think you can make yourself more resilient. Mm. Instead, resilience is life's gift for suffering. Mm. Resilience is what we get as the outcome. So this is like training for uh, the Olympics. You now this is the hard part. We have to work through it. You have to stay focused and get through this. But at the end of it, all of us will have a gift. And that is a greater resilience. And you will find things that maybe two years ago were challenging will seem a lot easier. You know, And that's the gift I was given, the gift of all the people I photographed from Colu, Jamal, Deborah, all these people. Mm-hmm. They enjoy life more than anyone I know. They have suffered more than anyone I know. But that resilience means they can see the world in a different way. So what I would say to everyone is don't be hard on yourself when you're going through this difficult time. Don't beat yourself up if you have days where you cry or you're sat on the sofa and you just want to watch TV. I do that. But remember, at the end of this, we will all be stronger. We will all be more focused. And we will all be more capable of dealing with other things. So I think as communities, individuals,
2: and countries, we will come out of this stronger. Wow. Wise words. I mean, (laughs) since 11 a.m., you've been leaving me speechless. I'm a radio (laughs) show host as a job, as a profession, and this man leaves me speechless with Mm -hmm. his photography and with his words.
1: Absolutely. I mean, just like you said, that's why (laughs) I I absolutely could not speak. I felt like I'm going to cry at any moment. Unfortunately, (laughs) we do not have tissues right here. They're over there. They're too far away, so I'm saving the tears for later on. So does that mean that... Will there be a day, just like you said, that you're looking forward to the day where you don't have anything to do? But does that mean that you will ever change your um, what you take pictures of when you move on from anti-war and conflict towards something else, maybe?
0: You know, this exhibition, and I've had other exhibitions, and I've been asked the question, do you think you can change the world with one of your photographs? Mm-hmm. My answer is no. But I believe I can inspire the person that can. So what I hope is from this exhibition and my other work, somebody will come and they will be the next leaders. They will be the future leaders. When I see that, that's when I can step back, open my little restaurant. Because you know what food is? Mm. Food is the opposite of war.
3: Exactly. That's a very good point. War
0: destroys communities. Mm -hmm. It breaks down. It creates hate. Food Food is about love and bringing people together. So actually, that will be the transition one day. I hope one day you will come visit me and I'll cook for you and then we just share and have a nice our time.
3: pleasure for sure Mr. Giles last question what is exactly the legacy you want to leave behind
0: you know I don't want to be remembered I just want my photographs to be remembered and the stories of these incredible people that I've met and G- the
3: message exactly from the photographs is one sentence to sum up all the photographs
2: that nothing can destroy love you heard it here yeah. first, ladies and gentlemen. Giles, Beautiful. you will be remembered, and I will remember this interview. I'll remember <laughs> your photograph. <laughs> I appreciate what you do for the world, and you're giving the Syrian refugees a voice that a lot yeah. of people did not hear of. And I would have never, I'm Arab, I would have never seen what you shown me if you didn't show me what you've shown me. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate your work, and I, I appreciate that you sacrificed what you did in your life to bring us these pictures that are life-changing and touched my own heart yeah. and almost brought a tear to my eye. I mean, I just woke up. It was 10, 11 a.m. I still <laughs> had my coffee and this man was good about to make me cry. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you so
1: much. It was a pleasure having you. And this is just one of the many stories you'll find right here at Expo Center Sharjah, where exposure is running from today. You have all the way till 10 p.m. to come experience all of this. There are workshops, seminars, lots of photographers to speak to personally and Learn their story and perhaps also be inspired, just as I am we inspired. were. I mean,
2: I'm a, I'm very inspired.
1: honey <laughs> has been going on for the past two hours, so if, guys, if you missed out on our conversations, of course the podcast will be up on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wh- wherever and you Spotify. listen, to. Spotify yeah. as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just and search us up. Search us up, and if you don't have the chance today, we're going all the way until Saturday, the 13th mm-hmm. of February. So do come by the Sharjah Expo Center. All precautionary and preventive measures are in line against COVID-19 so it is a safe environment so come on down and look at the photographs
1: look at the photographs and tune in to Pulse 95 we've got future talk coming up next Hani we'll yeah, continue yeah I gotta
2: run all the way back to the studio in a bit <laughs>
1: with Omnia As-Saleh and with that we wrap up right here at Expo Center Sharjah with Aisha Al-Mazmi Hani Balqis and Rania Saadi right here at Pulse 95